You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Charity. This is Marie Jocum and Bridget Murphy. Bridget, it is almost the end of 2020. I mean, we I... know things aren't going to change January 1st, 2021, but it feels pretty good to say adios. Adios, adios. Although I will say that there have been some beautiful moments um, throughout this year, particularly related to Catholic Charities and the response of our partners, of our volunteers, of our staff during the pandemic. You know, we... Not me and Bridget, although we did not stop working, but we, as meaning our, our frontline staff, never stopped. They were there from the beginning, yep. um, and that was alongside some of our volunteers as well. We have been led by visionary leaders, Kathy Donahue and our new CEO, Sally Blount, an outstanding staff, corporate partners who've given us generous, generous support this year, um, and our volunteers. I mean, really the the backbone of us always but always during this pandemic man it has been phenomenal and today we're going to talk um with a group of our amazing volunteers right bridge yeah we said before we started this is sort of like a family christmas card <laughs> yes. show yes. and we are so fortunate to have um the kenziers on the show today um, an entire family who have regularly and generously volunteered both together and individually to support various parts of Catholic Charities' mission. We're thrilled to have them um, and thank them to thank them for all they do and to learn more about what this work means to them and why they do it as a family. So welcome to the Kenziers. Thank you. So we um, are doing something we've never done before. We have all we have six people on six different lines. We wish you could all be here with us in the studio. For those who are watching on YouTube, I believe the picture of your lovely family is up. Um, but Judy, we're going to start with you. Um, as all things, I think, Judy, you, you kind of lead the charge in many, many ways. You are a member of the Catholic Charities Board of Directors. You sit on our Board of Advisors. You chair the Family um, Parish Support Services Committee. You serve on the Strategic Planning Committee, the Volunteer Relations Committee. Oh, my God, committee. Judy, I'm so tired just listening to this. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and you are also a very integral member of PEAR in the Northwest Suburbs. You're... You're just incredible. Um, you were also featured on a WGN TV story about Catholic Charities Refugee Thanksgiving dinner last year. And you really have grown up with Catholic Charities and been part of it throughout your entire life. Can you share with with our listeners how this started? Sure. Um, my parents, John and Marie Luft, showed us really through example that really small acts of kindness can make a, a big impact in people's lives. 
my dad was on the board of advisors, and my dad worked with my mom, and they volunteered at shelter parties, food pantries, and suppers. You know, Catholic Charities was much different then, and it's, it's growing into a much larger agency and a lot of different services. But the one thing that I will never forget was my parents always served New Year's Eve supper at Catholic Charities, and they would come home and they'd say, it's the best way to end a year, and it's the best way to start a year by giving back and being with some great people. So. I love that. I love that. I know that you said small acts of kindness, but I actually think your family do large acts of <laughs> kindness, but we'll, we'll go with small if you prefer. <laughs> now, David, when you met Judy and got to know her family, I don't know if you did this kind of thing before, but certainly you got you got brought in. Um, what did you think of that and how how different was this from how your family operated or... Was this a welcome change? Did Judy have to march you into some of these things? Did she tell you if you want to get married to me, you got to give your life to Catholic Charities? Like, what happened? Yeah, it was it was two requirements. One was you had to give your life to Catholic Charities, and the other one is you needed to be a Cubs fan. So, I love that. Uh, when I first began dating Judy, her family was already firmly involved in volunteering, Um uh, you know, as as uh, as an example, I mean, they it, you through Thanksgiving and in the Christmas season. I mean, I, I learned new dimensions of what it meant to celebrate the seasons. Uh, I love that. I know, love that. Uh, while it might be a challenge to coordinate everybody's schedule, volunteering as a family is. Uh, a lot of worthwhile benefits, and uh, your children watch everything you do. And by giving back to the community, you show them firsthand how volunteering makes a difference and how good it makes you feel to help other people and to enact change. You just defined the relationship goals of 2021. That's what we're all going to strive for. I love that. I, I love that kind of teamwork. And you know, Judy, before we take our first break, can you share with us what kind of have been the Catholic Charities programs that you've volunteered in and that kind of have a special place in your heart? Well, we as a family have had the pleasure of, you know, sponsoring and planning Christmas and summer shelter parties. Um, and we've worked with the refugee program, which has allowed us to meet new people and really make new friends. And then celebration of giving is um, we've had the fun of doing shopping sprees and then helping distribute and give gifts to families during the holidays that just, you know, may need a little extra boost. So really we've, we've had all different experiences and each one has been rewarding in so many different ways. And so, um, you know, every, every year we find something that, Oh, you know, we, we wouldn't have tried that before, like the refugee program. I, I, I never really even understood what a refugee was. And then when we started volunteering with the program, you know, it enlightened us and we were able to tell other people about it. So, it's been just a really rewarding experience all around. And I and a fun experience. Yeah. I've been at those shopping sprees with your family. I've been at Refugee Thanksgiving with your family. And it really is everyone just enjoying themselves. I have seen Dave jumping around playing games with kids. I know Matt and John and Sarah and Tim and the whole, the whole family getting involved. So when we come back from our first break, we're going to chat a little bit with the Kenzie children who are not children but adults um, <laughs> about the impact that volunteering has made on their lives.
Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one -one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jocum. And Bridget Murphy. And we are here today talking with the Kenzier family about their generations of service to Catholic charities that they have gifted us. That's right. We're going to delve into it with the Kenzier children, John, Matthew, Tim, and Sarah. I said that like your mom would say it <laughs> when she's trying to find out who didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher. John, Matthew, Tim, Sarah. Um. So, John, can you start and tell us um, how old you and your siblings are and how each of you got involved with Catholic Charities, maybe the journey from being forced to do it by your parents to deciding this was something you were interested in yourself? Sure. Uh, so this is John. Uh, I'm 32. Uh, my brother Matthew is 30. Uh, Tim is 28. And Sarah is 26. So we're all it's every two years. It was it was good planning on our parents' part, <laughs> and uh, I think as we all uh, grew up, we, we saw our grandpa being in, grandma and grandpa being involved in Catholic charities. Our parents would go to these events, and, and it it really wasn't something that was forced. It was just family outing, and that's how ah. we decided to spend time together. So we really enjoyed doing that. We enjoy being around each other, and our I think it was a really good way to frame it for us growing up is this is something that we're going to choose to do as a family. This isn't something, this isn't a punishment. This isn't something that is going to be, uh, you know, a real burden for you. It's, it's a way that we're going to spend time as a family and give back to the community that, that we live in and, and that we participate in. So, I think that's really how it started, and then as we're involved, we, we saw these other opportunities, and we all each developed uh, <clears throat> a certain interests that we wanted to pursue, and, and, you know, as we've gotten older, we've pursued those. And, you know, I, I think what's so cool about, well, I, I'm a big fan of your family in general, but I think, you know, we've been able to see just kind of how each of you has done that, and, 
And while you still do things together, of course, you all kind of have gotten a little bit of a different flavor. So, Matt, I want to ask you, because you are the social chair, the current social chair of the junior board, and I have been to some of your junior board parties, and they are great, but would you maybe share a little bit about what that role entails and kind of what the junior board, all of you are, all of you and your siblings are involved with the junior board, but what that means to you? Sure. Uh, so I think the social chair person position specifically, uh, to me, it's about bringing people together. So you have a good time. You get to support a good cause. Um, it, it really is about bringing the community together that shares the same purpose of helping everybody regardless of their faith and background. So being a leader in that and in non-pandemic times, getting to help <laughs> to plan some of those events is it's a great time, but even um, I think more importantly during the pandemic too, just keeping people in touch and letting them know that we still do have opportunities to help folks. And uh, there have been volunteer opportunities that have resulted from some of the folks who have attended some of those virtual gatherings too. So it's been, I think, helpful during this year, especially too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have talked about this before on the show, but without the junior board, we would not have been able to deliver the food we have. Um, it, especially regarding our warehouse for senior food nutrition, but our food pantries as well. So kudos to the junior board for always showing up to serve. Absolutely. And we can't wait for this group in particular to be able to come together again. I don't think it was the first thought on anyone's mind when we saw that those vaccine trucks taking <laughs> no. off. But um, it's part of getting yeah. back to normal and hopefully yeah. a, a new normal that um, where we, we all take what we've learned from this uh, pandemic and move toward a, a greater world. Amen. Um, Tim, tell us a little bit about your engagement and what interests you at Catholic Charities. Sure. So uh, historically, I've helped out a lot with the refugee program. So that's always been a family activity where we go and just meet people that have been in the country for sometimes days, sometimes, you know, just a, a 24-hour period. So I, I always thought that was one of the funnest things you could do, just to be someone's first experience when they're in a new location and just trying to get adjusted. So I, I, I love that growing up. Um, and uh, that that's probably the most important thing that uh, you could do in terms of volunteering, just being able to make time for others, um, because eventually those people will make time for, for other people as well. That's great. And obviously we have such a large, large population of refugees around the world, many of whom I, I think in the next administration there will likely be more families coming here. Um, Tim, before we get to your sister Sarah, can you, can you share a memory? It sounds like you've been doing this for a while. Do you, re do you remember being a child and being exposed to um, a family new to the country? I think that would be ex an extraordinary experience as a younger person. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, one thing that was common is I would sit down with my dad and we'd always sit down with a new family. Um, and oftentimes the family didn't speak English. So we kind of had a game going on where we would show our phone. And when we didn't know a word, we would try to Google it just to figure out, you know, what they were talking about, where they were from, their life experiences, things like that, which had a, a pretty big impact on me as a, as a younger person. I love that. That makes me think of the thing your mom said at the beginning of the show about small acts of kindness, right? Like just spending time being human with people. Just so lovely. We love the Kenziers. I need a t-shirt that says, I love the Kenzier family. Catholic Charities merch. Sarah, I have memories of you at the Refugee Thanksgiving playing with 
um, all of the kids. And I know you've done more than just playing with them, but <laughs> what can what can you tell us about your memories of, of sort of um, volunteering and, and what, you know, do you kind of agree with that, that you kind of get more than what you give? I think 100% you get more um, than you give just because whenever pretty much every volunteer experience, I feel like you leave with like one person or one story that just kind of like resonates with you. And it kind of just makes you kind of aware of what you take for granted for. Um, so my mom mentioned we did the shelter parties and sponsored those. So we would print out a photo kind of before cell phones and people would get to decorate a frame. And some of these kids would show the photo to their mom and say, say that this is the first photo they've ever had of themselves. So when you go to school, you, you get your photo every year and you just kind of take for granted basic things in life. And I think that's just a small element of volunteering. That is really very, very profound. And I'm just imagining too, like the, the change that that kind of makes inside yourself, right? Like the understanding that what that means that there is a child out there who, who didn't have that experience like you and I did. And, and some of our listeners did as well. So Kudos to Judy and Dave for for raising these incredible humans. Um, We are going to take our our next break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with the Kenzier family about what some of their memories are um, about some really beautiful times volunteering uh, with Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219.
Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum and Bridget Murphy. Judy, I'm going to ask you a question that you don't know I'm going to ask you. So I'm, I apologize in advance, but I can't help thinking, you know, as you've kind of led your children and your family a lot, you and Dave <laughs> leading your family. Let's give Dave some credit yeah, sorry, here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's um, not all Judy. <laughs> um, just sort of this, you know, you also serve as the chair of the Family Parish Support Committee. And in that role, you encourage people to be involved in other ways as well. Could you maybe talk a little bit about your board involvement? Because that is volunteering. Sorry, Marie, you know what? I get I, I, my phone blipped at me a little bit. I, could you repeat it? Yes, Sorry. absolutely. Sorry about that. Um, technical difficulties. Po- Post-pandemic, we'll have you all back and in person. But my question really is about your role as a board member, right? So leading the Family Parish Support Committee is an important job because you are connecting programs um, and board members and helping them see kind of the importance of their work as a, as a board member and inviting them to volunteer. How, how do you see that fitting in into um, and what is the importance of that? Um, well, I would say that... Um you know, I think when the pandemic hit, we are we were so isolated, and I think people were feeling isolated in that they really couldn't Hello. do a lot to um, um, participate. And I think that you know, as in usual style of Catholic charities, Catholic charities offered opportunities and reached out to people. And I think the, the most important thing is, even if you can only do one thing. And it's not just necessarily, you know, donating money. It could be, you know, just kind of reaching out to people and, um, you know, even dropping off a small thing at the food pantry. I think every little bit helps. And I think when you – I think a lot of people are feeling isolated right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that when you do that, you begin to feel that connection again. And I think with the vaccine, yay, <laughs> we're, we're beginning to feel reconnected again. But I think that just that everyone needs to feel, you know – we all care about each other. We're all still there for each other. We just had to kind of reinvent how we interact. And, um, you know, celebrations another of giving is a great example. You know what? Maybe we can't all gather in a big room and distribute these gifts, but you can even go online and help out, you know, donate a gift that way. And you've made a huge impact in somebody's life that maybe, you know, last year would have never dreamed they needed that, that little help. Absolutely. But this year they do. Absolutely. I think what you're really highlighting for me is the importance of community, right? So we have community among our board members, among our volunteers, and we're all kind of hungry for something, right? We're we're all isolated. We're all struggling through this pandemic. And being able to do those small acts um, in service of someone else kind of really, really has been so important throughout this pandemic time. And I hope that you know, when life goes back to something, right. you know, mm-hmm. that we keep that with us, that we all think of the Kenzier family who's been doing this for generations, and we all kind of take up that call together. That's right. And I think we're going to do a little bit of a, a round robin here, Kenziers, and we're going to go from oldest to youngest. No, <laughs> no, we're going to go youngest to oldest because I'm the youngest and ask you to share a memory, a thought, something, um, a, a client or person you encountered through your work with Catholic Charities or a staff member, anything, and and something that sort of stays in your heart to this day. Um, Sarah, are you the youngest? I am the youngest. All right, you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, one moment was just even, um, we couldn't do it this year, but last year, the Refugee Thanksgiving, I was talking with a couple girls, and one was just telling me how, you know, she used to do running and kind of gave it up, but then she was boasting how she was, you know, the fastest in her, her grade when she was from Africa, and that she beat all of these boys above her, and, but she didn't want to continue it here. And my mom and I were talking with her and kind of encouraging her, like, you, it sounds like you're amazing. You need to keep going. Um, and she had this huge smile on her face. And I, even to this day, she kind of just pops up in my mind every now and then and just shows even a simple conversation can make an impact. Love it. Who's next? Tim, right? You're next. I, I think so, <laughs> yeah. We're going from youngest to oldest. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, you, you got to know where you are in the lineup. <laughs> So I guess going off that, uh, I don't know if I have a sing- single favorite memory as much as just like uh, a group of them, just from doing soup kitchens when we were younger. Um, you'd have uh, a lot of the same people coming in every Thursday when I did a soup kitchen with my mom, or with our mom, rather. And, um, you know, over that time, you just got to learn a lot of stories about people, how their year was going, and um, just being able to check in on them every once in a while. So just that experience overall was something that I, I really value because you got to learn a lot of life stories and uh, just encounter different people. I love that. I think both of you have highlighted like the relationships, right? It's knowing someone. It's knowing their story and valuing them and seeing them. I, I just, I love this. Uh, ha- Matt, you're next. Yeah, I think uh, my answer is probably going to be pretty similar to Tim's. <laughs> it's really tough to say like one specific memory. Um I used to do the Read to Me program, so you get to impact somebody like very early on in their life and spend time with somebody when that's what they really need, um, just like an adult presence and having someone sit down, read a story, do arts and crafts, have a snack, and it means just all the difference to them. Uh, and then doing some of the soup kitchen work and then also some of the Thanksgiving celebrations, I think you get to see the the aggregate of all the impact that you make and you're just part of a higher purpose, I guess, with like all the small things that you do. So you get to, it really, it gives you, I think, a lot of drive in every other part of your life because you get to see like, wow, I made an impact um, in all these small spots to me, but it's it's a huge difference uh, individually when you get to see people in person and, and the effect that it has on them, so... Matt, thank you for that. And I'm sorry, you were so articulate that we're not going to let your parents or John um, <laughs> tell their story um, so that we have plenty of time to thank the Kenziers for joining us today, for being part of the Catholic Charities family. Such a deep um, connection we feel to you. And we're just wishing all of you a very Merry Christmas in the Kenzier household and to all of our listeners. Yes, thank you so much for being here with us, listening to this amazing family. They are the real deal, and we are so grateful for them. Tune in next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity, when we're going to take you on a virtual tour of Holy Land sites where Jesus was born. For now, this is Marie Jokum and Bridget Murphy wishing everyone a safe, healthy, and happy week from all of us at Catholic Charities.